You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast. so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. Daniel and I are here talking about all the comic book TV shows you love to talk about and watch. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like movies now, right? Everything that's out there is going to be related to a comic book in some way or another. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we have so many shows to talk about and watch and, and go over. Like, I still haven't finished the last season of Jessica Jones. Um, I think there was, uh, I feel like there's another, you know, we never even talked about iZombie, even though it's a comic book show. It's a DC property, yeah. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a DC property. So, you know, that's just the show that, that flew under our radar. We never got to talk to talk about. Maybe... Maybe sometime I'll go back and rewatch. I think it's like five seasons from the CW. Right. And they're all on Netflix right now. And technically, technically, Raven or Ra- Raven, Riverdale and uh, um, uh, what's the Sabrina. Those are comic books. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, I know that you had a, you know, you had a Riverdale project. Yeah, we yeah. had a Riverdale after show like uh podcast for a while for the first season but the that show was just a little too melodrama for me i couldn't i, I mean this is that's a lot coming from a person who watches all the cw com, comic book shows but it was just a little much so i had i had to back off yeah um but I mean, people love it. Uh, it's getting renewed, and it's getting a crossover episode with the uh, with the Predator. Maybe I don't know if that's true. I mean, we have they have in the comic book, but how could the Predator show up on on the show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so of the things that are coming next season, are, is there anything in particular that you're super excited about? the big crossover event for DC yeah. or for the movie shows. I mean, you don't have, you don't have any particular one particular show that you're really into. Well, 
I mean, I was going to say Preacher, but Preacher sadly on its uh, final season. Yeah, Preacher's on its final season. Uh, we'll get into that more later, but like, how are you feeling about this season so far? It was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the first... So we watched the first two episodes, and I would say that I'm never a fan of when shows show you something and then they go, okay, six months earlier kind of thing. Or, you know, two years earlier or something like that. The jump back in time, it, it always, like... I get it. It's like, oh, see how we got to this point. But like, well, now you kind of took away all the stakes for me because I know that that character can't die because he is al- he's alive six, six months later. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's another show I'm watching right now. I'm watching uh, Haunting of Hill House. And yeah, they do the exact same thing. Uh, but it does get annoying. Do you know when that the haunting of Bly, Bly Manor is going to come out? Because that's like this season two of Haunting of Hill House. Um, it just uh, Netflix just says the haunting continues in twenty twenty. Uh, there's no specific date just yet. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I wanted to watch Haunting of Hill House. I haven't I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, I remember liking the haunting with uh, Owen Wilson and the house on Haunted Hill with uh, Tay Diggs. And then 13 Ghosts with, uh, ooh, who was in that one? 13 Ghosts. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> wow. So it, I, I, was, I was interested in seeing what The Haunting of Hill House was. Is it, would you recommend it? The, the first episode is really, really slow. So just, you know, give it some time. But episode two picks up and then it just uh, kind of goes off the rails from there. It's, it's really good, though. I mean, it has one of my uh, favorite actors, actresses in it. Who? Why can't I remember her name right now? It's Gina, something Gina. Okay. Isn't it the the, the lady from oh, uh, Silk Spectre One? Yes, yes, her. Yeah, she's. Uh, what is her uh, name? Why? Uh, Carla. Gugino? Carla Gugino. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's she. I've I've always liked like Sin City was awesome, but like all the way back to Son Son in Law with Polly Shore. <laughs> never, never heard of it, yeah. huh? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of streaming shows, uh, we talked about it last week. The Boys on Amazon. Well, guess what? Crip, Eric Kripke, the the showrunner, uh, posted a picture on his Twitter that The Boys season two has already started filming, and they are into the episode like he put he posted a picture of uh frenchy the female huey and mother's milk and himself uh flipping off the camera so there you go what was that all bloodied up too oh yeah that's right yeah you you got huey and and mother's milk and uh the female all bloodied up so i can only imagine what's happening in that scene i hope you know, it's uh, they go to the comics, like you said, and they all do um, some of that compound V and get some powers. Yeah, you know, okay, so there is one scene in the comic book. It's really early on, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But like, uh, Huey gets injected with the compound V, and he doesn't. He didn't know that he's going to be getting injected with it. Uh, Butcher just kind of injects him, and then explains like you need it because you're going up against supers. You kind of have to need, use it to survive. And the first time they go up against, they go up a fight against a fight with a bunch of supers. 
um, essentially they're teen Titans. Um, one of, but they're not teens. They're all like young 20 year olds. Um, the one, one superhero, his name is Blarney cock. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of just gets all up in Huey's face and starts to attack him. And like, he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And like Huey freaks out and he's scared and he just punches a hole right through the guy. (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome yeah and kills him and he just starts freaking out about that because he's like i didn't want to kill somebody but yeah (laughs) so that would be interesting if they end up getting the compound v we'll have to see uh okay so then over on agents of shield which is the last season uh they are filming that right now or actually they just finished filming that right now um but we found out that Haley Atwell will be will be returning as Agent Carter for the last season of Agent Shield, I believe, in the second episode, or maybe that's something else. That might be. Oh no, that was for Katana. So yeah, Haley Atwell will be showing up in the last season of Agents of Shield, and we know that she is also going to be returning for the first What If episode on Ooh. Disney Plus. So, Haley Atwell is not exactly done playing Peggy Carter at the moment. Nope. And she's probably coming back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because of all the time traveling stuff you mentioned. Yeah, that's true. The last season is going to be all about time travel. So, yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, she would definitely be a constant throughout the Marvel Universe because of where, you know, how she started off with, what was it, uh, before they were S.H.I.E.L.D., they were OSS, I think. Uh, so... Or ISS, something like that, and then you know, as they be- slowly become Shield, she's she ends up becoming the director at one point. Yep. So, uh, that should be interesting. Anything particularly you want you're looking forward to for Haley Atwell to show back up? Um, you know, I wonder if we're, um, besides Haley Atwell, I wonder if we're just gonna have you know uh, maybe Chris Evans show up on the on the TV show as well. I don't think you'll see Chris Evans show up in any TV shows. I think we're lucky that he's going to be doing the voice of Cap in the What If episode. But other than that, I don't I don't see it happening. But I could be wrong. Why? Uh, what do you say? You know, we're lucky that he's going to be returning to do the voice. I mean, because you, you don't see in the list of people who are returning to voice their character for the What If show. To, uh, Robbie Downey Jr. isn't there. So if you think about like the top people of the Avengers, Cap and and Iron Man are right up there. And I think that Chris Evans is probably done being Captain America. But I mean, he's just doing a voice. It's not, it doesn't take a lot of effort. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're lucky that he's going to be doing that. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a lot of effort. So that's why it's lucky. Oh, okay. Gotcha. If, if it had taken a lot of effort, you'd probably be like, ah, I'm, I'm cool. Because he doesn't have to get into like super duper shape, you know, he's not going to have to do any uh, flexing in front of the camera. He just has to go and talk, sit down and talk. That's true. Not that it's not that being a voice actor is easy. I'm just saying it's a different type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of characters that are coming back for the second episode of the final season of Arrow, we have uh, Ryla Fukushima, who played Tatsu Yashiro, Yamashiro Katana in Arrow, uh, she was a she was the one that like was a big part of Oliver's story when he was in 
Japan? Yes. <laughs> was it Japan or was it China? I mean, I know the the character of Katana is is Japanese, but I don't remember if it was in Japan or China that this the the show took place. I think it took place in both. Well, no, probably China. Okay. It says uh, Oliver first crossed paths with Tatsu uh, when he was working for Argus in Hong Kong. Okay, so there you go. It was in China. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, along with Colin Donnell, who played. Um, who was his best friend in the first season? Arrow, Steven, oh, or Tommy. Uh, Tommy, thank you. Tommy's going to be coming back. And Josh Segarra, who played Prometheus, was going to be coming back for the last season. We have Katana coming back. Like, is there anything? I think we kind of, we really finished up her story for the last, uh, for when we last saw her. What do you think that they're going to be bringing her back for? Maybe. Uh, maybe it's gonna be another a flashback, Ooh. or you know maybe um, you know since they're gathering heroes for the big events and helping out with deeds, maybe uh, you know he has to help her in some way. Maybe. So one thing that I'm hoping, and this could be completely out of left field, is that with the return of Josh Segarra as a uh, um, Prometheus. Prometheus. What if they decide to bring back the Suicide Squad? That'd be badass. I mean, they got rid of it because the movie was coming out. And right. then the movie didn't do well. But we do have an, another Suicide Squad movie coming out. But maybe they're like, well, let's not just put all our eggs in one basket. and Let's pat it out and see if that maybe the Suicide Squad can work on TV again. And maybe that will be a spinoff show. That'd be awesome. Like, could you see Prometheus being the the leader of a, a Suicide Squad? Hell yeah! Because I don't think Josh Segarra is doing anything at the moment. I mean, he's always been like a a day player or a reoccurring actor, a reoccurring character in a lot of shows that I watch. But I don't, I don't, I don't really see him being a leading. Yeah, um, yeah, because I looked up his stuff on IMDb as well, and he's always, yeah, like you said, a reoccurring, um, you know, character. Just doing five, six episodes, sometimes even just one. Yeah, exactly. So I think the first thing I remember seeing him in was um, Chicago PD, and then uh, he was on this sh- he was on this paramedic show on USA, and I can't remember what the name of it was. It was funny though. Oh, Sirens, I think it was called. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was that was a good show, but uh, I I hope I I hope they do something cool with her. It'd be it'd be really cool to see that character come back. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of the CW shows, it was rumored earlier this season, or earlier last season, I should say, for Legends of Tomorrow, that John Constantine might be getting his own show again to spin off out of Legends of, of Tomorrow, but uh, I guess CW went ahead and uh, confirmed that that's not going to happen, however... Matt Ryan would be returning as John Constantine in the next season five of Legends of Tomorrow, which is totally okay with me because he is a great addition to that show. He really is. However, I don't at this point, I really don't know what, uh, you know, the big thing is going to be in season five. Yeah. I mean, last season was uh, magic and the season before that was myth. Well, mythical creatures falls under magic. Oh, okay, so yeah, last season was was myth- mythical creatures, but I guess the season before that was magic because that was the Damian Dark season. That's true. Yeah. And then, uh, 
I don't even remember what the season before that was. That would have been season two. Season two. Uh, uh, the one with Vaughn. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That was oh that was the three of the three guys trying to reset their timeline so they they don't die so it would have been Thon, uh, Merlin and oh that's right yeah who was the other guy and that was also Damian Dark oh that was also Damian Dark Jesus yeah. we just keep coming back to Damian Dark huh um, yep. <laughs> what what is it what would you like to see in the next season then well you know uh, well no we talked about having his own spinoff show last week so let's can't even say let's launch him into space i mean that would be kind of cool yeah space would be kind of cool because one thing the cw dc shows especially legends of tomorrow likes to do is try and get to things before marvel does like when they first the first time they showed Ant Man growing big into Giant Man in the Marvel universe, like the week before Civil War came out, they had Adam become big. So yeah. that's a you know that's a thing they like to do. Now, bear in mind they've already missed going into space because Marvel has been doing that for a while. But I could see them doing that here. You know, if they do space, it would be maybe like their own version of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely do their own version of Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. They could they could visit they could visit Ran. They could visit Thangar. They could go back in time to you know Krypton before it exploded. They could go to Oa. I mean, if we finally get a Green Lantern in the crossover, which there is the rumor that John Diggle in another universe will be <laughs> will be John Stewart. Green Lantern, uh, we we could get them going to, oh, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I would. And I mean, we've been saying this for a while that we need that we need some sort of Green Lantern all over again. Yeah, that would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because uh, we don't know if that the movie is ever going to come out. So right. who knows? Who knows at this point? Who is that guy in the back, the back of this picture of this, this, uh, Legends of Tomorrow picture. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I mean, I know you can't see what I'm looking at because you're in someplace else. But if you happen to pull up the the article that I'm looking at from Screen Rant that I posted on our web on our Facebook page, the Constantine TV show not planned at CW, he'll remain on Legends of Tomorrow. They have a picture of the Legends, and I can I remember I know all these people in the in the in the lineup that they have walking towards the camera, but I don't know who that guy in the back is. So, uh, let's see the final episode of legends of tomorrow. Season four saw John Constantine enter hell to save the soul of his teammate, Ray Palmer. While he was there, John learned the fate of Astra Logue, the young girl, John tried and failed to save, uh, from being abducted by demons, damning his, own soul in the process, grown to adulthood and transformed into a demon by hell's faster time scale and corrupting influence. Asha agreed to help John rescue Ray. Her aid was part of a ruse, however, and the season finale revealed she was stolen. She had stolen the souls of some of the worst people in history, which she less let loose on Earth. Oh, is that right? Is that what happened? Do you remember? Season four? Yeah, the end of season four, a whole bunch of people got out of hell, and that, that's is that what, what the season season five yeah, is gonna be about? That's true, they a lot of people did escape from hell when uh, they opened up the gates of hell to send the demon in there. So You're we right. already know what the season five is gonna be about. 
Yep. So take everything we said. <laughs> well, we should. They should still do what we said. They'll just go into space and find the people. Oh, and um, that guy that you said that you don't recognize in the in the background. Yeah. Um, Azari turned into that guy. That's right, because they changed time. It's his, it's her brother, isn't it? Yes. So that would mean that Zari probably died in that timeline. Yeah, yeah. Instead of her, instead of her brother. So I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna spend time trying to go and save her and bring her back because you know Nate loves her. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't remember, but that was a complete you know twist there. Yeah, that's I totally forgot about. It. I mean, the the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow was so long ago. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then also with the crossover for Crisis on Infinite Earths, a lot of people were rumoring that, or rumoring and reporting that Michael Rosenbaum would be re- would be appearing on the show as Lex Luthor from Smallville. Well, Michael Rosenbaum got on his Twitter and he said, first, of, first I've heard of this, John Cryer, or Cryer, you know something I don't know, anyone? And John Cryer came, you know, answered him on his Twitter, said, I think they'd be nuts not to, but I don't know anything that you don't. And then Cryer said, or Rosenbaum said, Cryer, stop being so lovable. I swear to God. So they had their little bromance on there. You know, it's still, I would say it still could be a possibility because uh, Marv Wolfman, uh, Wolfman and the rest of the CW, you know, writing crew, they're not done writing the, you know, the episode yet. The yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I agree with Cryer uh, that they'd be dumb not to, you know, put them in there. I mean, get as many people as you can to show back up and be in this thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So I heard something, and I, you know, I, I meant to go look it up to see if it's true. But I heard that we're going to get the first three episodes of the crossover, like before Christmas break or before the holiday break. And then the last two episodes of the crossover are going to be after the holiday break. Oh, that is bullshit. Do not do that to us. I mean, I don't know how I can go look this up, but I think that's uh, what I heard. Um, I will I will definitely go look that up before our next episode to make sure. Yeah, because the, the way it goes is they do the big crossover. They take about a week or two off. Then they do one more episode, and then they go on their holiday break. Right. But I think what I heard is that they're going to do three episodes, then their holiday break, and then it will be a huge cliffhanger, and then they'll do the last two episodes. Either that, or it was going to be, it was just Arrow was going to have its episodes, and then they're going to leave, leave Arrow on the crossover, and then when you come back from the holiday break is when you're going to get the last two episodes of Arrow. Okay. Because, so. um, yeah, because if it's the giant crossover event, you know, you do three episodes, you take a break, we're going to forget everything that fucking happened. That is so true. Because what? It's usually like a whole month before they come back from holiday break. Yeah, it's usually like the week before Christmas that they go on holiday break. And then, you know, January, late January, early February, they come back. Yeah. So that would be that would be horrible. Yeah. Ooh, we'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see if that's true. If I just gave us a heart attack for no reason. I hope you didn't give us a heart attack. <laughs> okay. So jumping over to Marvel TV shows, um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. There is like a whole slew of Disney plus TV shows that are going to be coming out. We had, 
Winter Soldier and Falcon. We had, or I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We have uh, WandaVision. We have What If. We have Loki. And we have one more. What's the last one? Which one am I missing? Oh, Hawkeye. So one thing we learned about the new Loki show is that he will be jumping around through time using the Tesseract, which I already had my problems with, and I expressed to you. Yep. <laughs> but he will be jumping around through through time using the Tesseract. But, and here's a spoiler, as because as, the show is going to uh, go right into Thor Love and Thunder, so the, third, the fourth Thor movie. Uh, if anybody who doesn't want to know this spoiler, you can go ahead and skip forward like two minutes and don't listen. So three, two, one. So they, they're they saying right now that it will lead right into uh, Thor Love and Thunder because Loki is going to grab Mjolnir from when he's jumping around in time and then he's going to give it to uh, Jane Foster. And that's how she's going to become Almighty Thor. Wow. Or, I'm not sorry, Almighty, Mighty Thor. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see. Um, Loki's timeline meddling were true, but also added the Space Stone will be used to help him travel, uh, t- him travel to different times where he will change historical events. This lines up with a new production logo line provided to Fandom Wire. Uh, Loki follows, or Loki, the TV show, follows Loki after the events of Avengers Endgame as the trickster uses the power of the Tesseract to travel through human history and change historical events. Uh, this seems to be very in line with the God of Mischief character since the branch timeline Loki having just tried enslaving a city of aliens has not yet been re- reformed to by the events of Thor Dark World or Thor Ragnarok. Uh, let's see. Where does it say the thing about the hammer? Uh, Space Stone, Branch Timeline. I don't know. I read that somewhere. I don't know where, where it's at now. But So, yeah. I don't know. What do you think of that? What do you think of, of Loki giving the, the, the Mjolnir to Jane Foster? That is a crazy twist that I did not see coming. <laughs> so if I remember correctly in the comic book, and I and I really probably don't because I I don't remember I never read that one. I never read Jason Aaron's Thor where Jane became uh Thor. But uh she's dying of cancer and then someone takes her out of the hospital, gets her to the moon where Thor left Mjolnir after he he had to put it down because he wasn't worthy anymore and she picks it up and becomes Mighty Thor. I I mean, I don't know if that they're going to follow that exactly or not, but it could be interesting to see what happens. Now jumping over into Sony, which is which has Spider-Man, which is still part of the Marvel comic books but not so much the Marvel universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, we have Chris Miller and Phil Lord who made the incredible, uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Sony has given them the reins, so to speak, for like Spider-Man TV. Now, 
they have a lot of things, I guess, in the works for that. And one of the things I thought was surprising is that according to, um, who is it, Chris Miller, he can't talk about what shows that they're going to be doing, but he said, we are developing a handful of live action shows using Sony's Marvel's char- Marvel characters, of which there are like 900 characters. And that sounds incredible. Um, he also went on to say, we're figuring out a way to develop the show so that each are their own unique experience, but are also related. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like they're going to do, you know, they're going to do shows and maybe even tie them all together. That sounds awesome. I mean, is there any one particular Spider-Man character you'd love to see have it his or her own show? Well, we already got the tease for, you know, Carnage. Uh, we already have a Venom movie. So right. for TV show. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, those are... Those are movies. I mean, right. I think they might be able to have a little bit more leeway with TV shows. But yeah, what would you like to see for a TV show? And would, uh, and would you like to see animated or live action? Probably animated because they can do so much more with animation. I mean, they obviously hit it out of the park with their animated movie already. So, you know, giving them the opportunity to do more animated stuff would be pretty awesome. I think, um, you know, you brought it up before, um, and I think it would be a good one, too. And, I mean, we already had Mysterio in the movie as well. So, and I know that you've been wanting for it, uh, wanting this character to have, to make it into the movies or be in the animated series. So, uh, Craven the Hunter. Yeah, Craven the Hunter would be pretty awesome. I would, I would go for that, like, instantly. Um, who else would I like to see? I would like, I would really love to see, and this is a deep cut for characters that don't really matter that much to anybody other than me. But there was there the 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 characters they call themselves the Slingers. So there's this four four identities that Peter Parker adapted when Spider-Man was wanted for murder. Uh, he came up with Ricochet, Prodigy, Hornet, and dusk and you know each of them looked different from spider-man and didn't have spider powers so hornet wore a tech suit that made him fly so he's kind of like iron man prodigy had a big yellow jumpsuit and he kind of had like a same story as superman but instead of flying he jumped really high um ricochet was was supposed to be a mutant that bounced off of things and had great reflexes and dusk had a i want to say negative zone suit so allowed it allowed him to uh pass through objects and 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 somewhat teleport um so when those when he gave up all those identities four other teens took up those mantles now i would love to see a show about those four teens okay so i think that'd be pretty incredible um I don't know. I, I can't wait to see what the, what these two do because I, I really do love all their work. So you know, you're right that um, Into Spider Verse was successful and also uh, you know it was just an amazing movie overall. Yeah. So uh, let's hope they get to do something more with that. I mean, I mean, do we want a Miles Morales TV show or just leave that to the movies as they did already for Into Spider Verse? That'd be pretty cool if they did an Miles Morales movie. You know what? Also, I would also like to see is a Kane movie, uh, one of the clones, or even a Ben Riley movie or Ben Riley TV show. Ben Riley TV show, Kane TV show. Those are two clones of Peter Parker. That'd be kind of cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, last thing for new TV shows, sticking with Marvel, 
ABC says that they are in the works with Marvel TV to develop a new Marvel show after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, finishes. Uh, but this one will be f- female superhero-centric. And it will involve a uh, most quote-unquote mostly new... Uh, mostly brand new female superhero. So I heard a lot of speculation and I think two of the biggest front runners for what that could mean is that it could be She-Hulk because She-Hulk, you know, is already the Hulk, but a lady. So it's a character that we, we know already, but she's going to be a new version of that character. So it's mostly brand new, just like they said, or it could be Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan. Yeah. Okay. So the name Ms. Marvel, we understand because of Captain Marvel, but she has completely different powers. Now she is all in the comic book. She's an inhuman. Will they want to throw that name around in the TV show? I don't know because the Inhuman show did so poorly. <laughs> so that's a you know that's a thing that that could happen. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know that you're you know you've been asking and been wanting a She-Hulk uh, you know TV series or you know movie. So I'm pretty sure you're pretty happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I've been really wanting She-Hulk to show up in the MCU for a while. So I could, I could definitely see it happen in a, a TV show because she's a lawyer. So they could definitely do like a crime procedural show or court procedural show, which networks love, but then also throw in the Marvel superhero stuff. That could work. It could really work. Is there any particular female superhero you'd like to see? Maybe even this female villain. Like they've, I could see them doing a villain show. Oh, oh that would be pretty awesome if they did a villain show. Uh, let's see. If they hadn't already done Domino in the in the Deadpool movie, I could see Domino as a TV show. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I would say, you know. Um, Viper, right? That's her name. But they already did that in, uh, I believe, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, uh, the second one, when he goes to Japan. Was that Viper? I don't know if Viper showed up in that. Okay, I thought it was her, but maybe not. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure, but that would be cool. Yeah, because they could do some Black Widow villain stuff, and you know, tie into Hydra and you know, Shield stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, what if like out of, yeah, what if, what if out of the, the Black Widow TV or Black Widow movie, we get a, uh, new Black Widow TV show, but not with Scarlett Johansson since her, her Black Widow, her Natasha's dead, but maybe we're getting a different Black Widow from that Black Widow movie. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, that'd be a way for them to tie the movie and the TV show together, right? Yeah. Well, that would make a lot of sense that way. Yeah, like I mean, it'd be like a ten, tangential tie-in, just like they did with the uh, uh, Agents of Shield. So that's a yeah, possibility. Yeah. I could see them doing it like they did Alias back in the day. I know you probably didn't watch that show, and I didn't watch the show, but but it was a big hit for ABC for a long time with Jennifer Gardner. Like she was a spy, and she kind of you know she always wore different like outfits and costumes to do the spy stuff and beat people's ass. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what they did, you know, what, what ended up becoming Electra. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there any other news that you want to talk about? 
I think you covered it all. Let's let's go ahead and start talking about some TV shows. Let's talk about Preacher. Wow, the return of Preacher for season three. Uh, the first night had the first two episodes on there, episode one, episode two, and it was all about breaking um, Cassidy out of out of uh, the Grail's prison, so to speak. Yeah. So. Um, what, what did you think of like Cassidy? Cassidy is he broken? Why, why is it that he not he didn't want to he didn't want to leave? Like he had two opportunities to leave and didn't take them. Right. I think it's more of him just realizing that um, you know Jesse's just kind of Jesse's not a good guy. So it probably just came to the realization that Jesse you know all this time was just using him, and you know Jesse's always going to have a girl. So. You know, he's like, well, shit, you know, miserable out there and, you know, I'm miserable in here. Might as well just stay here and, you know, I don't have to deal with Jesse's wrath. I mean, that's a, that's a possibility. We, you hear about the things like, um, certain prisoners that, that can't accept being out in the real world anymore. So they, they do things to keep themselves in prison. I wonder if that's a thing that they're doing here. Um, we, the, the episode episode starts off six months in the future and we see, that Cassidy is out. He's got bleach blonde hair, and he's he's with um, Tulip. Tulip in a it looks like maybe a hotel or something, and uh, they just start making out. So, I mean, it's a possibility that Cassidy and Tulip end up together instead of yeah. Tulip and, and Preacher or what's Preacher Jesse. Jesse thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a big possibility um, from you know from watching. Yeah, so from watching this episode and from reading, like, basically um, the synopsis of uh, the last story arc in the comics, I think uh, they're setting it up to to end that way. And if it does, it makes you kind of sad. Yeah, that does that does kind of suck, but it's 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 the appropriate way to end this show. It is. Yeah. Or else it's going to be a, you know, never ending vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um I'm glad that we get, we get, we have Jesse back with the the word of God. Um, you know he's he's able. I mean it's a it's an easy way to to solve problems, but I love that they always come up with new problems for him to solve or have to come across. Like when he's he's got those two guys that are ready to kill each other, and he tells them stop fighting, and the one dude puts his gun down, but then the other guy doesn't because. Uh, he doesn't speak English, so he doesn't right. know what it is that Jesse is saying to him, which I thought was interesting. Did, have we seen that before? Like someone who doesn't speak English? I don't think so. I think this is the first time we've actually witnessed it. Because you would think that with the voice of God, it wouldn't matter how he says it, like what language. It's just that he's saying it and that would transcend language. But nope, the guy has to understand what it is that he's saying. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, too, because people have to hear what he's saying for them to obey. Right. And it would be too easy, you know, if he didn't, uh, you know, if you can control anybody in any language. <laughs> this is true. Um, what about the kid that tried to mug him? I mean, it was so sad that he, his dog died, um, <laughs> but he was trying to mug Jesse. And then Jesse ends up giving him his, his, his money anyways, and then his wallet, and then his boots. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he might get, uh, end up getting all that stuff back. Yeah, this is true. Um, uh, going back to Cassidy, Cassidy 
is getting tortured by the guy <laughs> teaching Grail uh, inductees how to torture. And it's like the most advanced class of torture. And uh, like it starts off with him just shooting uh, Cassidy a whole bunch of times. And then um, we, they move up to, well, essentially uh, circumcising Cassidy <laughs> over and over again as his foreskin regrows. Uh, that was interesting. And I love that Cassidy was like, dude, I was being tortured before you were even born kind of thing. Like, there's nothing you could do that I haven't already lived through. And he, do you think that what he ends up doing, like circumcising him over and over, is was scary enough to Cassidy? Or do you think that was just, you know, he's just screaming because it's still painful, even though he's he's it's not scary? I think it's more about the pain. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, eventually, as he gets... For you know, they keep doing it. He's like, uh, it's nonchalant about it. He's more yeah. pissed about it than anything else. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't you have to? Doesn't a vampire have to keep feet? I mean, that's why they had the blood running into him, right? So that he keeps right. feeding, so he can keep re healing. Yeah, so he can keep on regenerating. What did they, you? What did you think of the? What was it? It's an angel that's 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 above Cassidy in his prison, right? Is it an angel? Didn't he have wings? Uh, no, I think he was just being held up by the chains. Oh, I thought I saw wings. Okay, so it's just the it just chains. There's another dude that they're just torturing. Huh? Is it? It can't be another vampire because if it was a vampire, he'd be dead from the sunlight. Right. Maybe he's like a werewolf or something. Oh, maybe he's something. Um, I think it's funny that the chains are too strong for Cassidy to to break, but we know that Cassidy has some strength. Right, um, but I mean, he ends up chewing through his foot anyway to break, you know, break out of there. He chews <laughs> through his own foot. That is ridiculous. <laughs> hey, he had to get out of there some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he he does. He gets out, but then he stops, and then he goes back for for drugs, and then after <laughs> he goes back for the drugs, he gets back to the to the door, and still doesn't doesn't let himself get out. Um, I also thought it was uh, hilarious when the one lady that is under Jesse's power tells, you know, that's also um, knows Tulip as the boss and has to do anything that Tulip says, like still lives after being crushed by the door. Oh, that was hard. (laughs) I mean, what was she thinking? Like, I know she's under she's under control from Tulip, but Tulip said, keep the door open. And she had to think, think of a better way to do it than just trying to you know, put her body yeah, to stop it. Yeah. She probably wasn't, obviously wasn't thinking. So yeah, she, yeah. I mean, obviously she's not thinking for herself. She's, she's listening to Jesse's word. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, it was pretty gross, but not unheard of, not unbelievable. Cause you always hear about the, like, or you don't always hear, but you hear about people that like get pinned between a wall and a car. And even though the lower half of their body is crushed, they're still alive and conscious until you pull the car uh, off of them and then they die. Oh, that's how that works. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because their heart is still pumping and essentially it's like their lower half of their body has just been cut off. So the, the blood's just not going to there anymore. So once you pull the car off, then their whole inside just fall out kind of thing. And they die. And then they and die. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So very gross. I mean, the show does not 
skimp on the blood and guts and 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 stuff like that. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, especially with uh, what happened with this episode with Airstar getting his ear blown off, and then uh, uh, well, you know, he uses uh, the foreskin uh, as an ear. Why? Why would he do that? That is, I mean, they have all this money and all this stuff in the world, but he's going to use. Cassidy's foreskin as his new ear—that's just weird. Maybe he's hoping that it's gonna, you know, regenerate and take form of his ear. Oh, maybe. I guess that's a possibility. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. So yeah, he's not only does the top of his head look like a penis now; he actually has a penis <laughs> on his ear or as an ear. So. I mean, is that where the show's going? Is that something that happens with Airstar in the in the comic book? He just becomes one giant penis? I can't remember that part, but I do remember the ending. <laughs> so Jesse is on his way to what he saw in his vision, which is a giant stone <laughs> mountain structure that looks like a penis. Um, and it's in Australia. And as he's on his way there, a pilot... Sh- takes him to uh the house the sod i think is what it was called i, I know yes. i know the sod was the name but i don't remember if it was house or not which if you know the marquis decided from history you know, it's all that's all a lot of weird kinky shit and torture um i'm guessing something bad's gonna happen in there i think so uh i was getting that vibe <laughs> were you getting vampire vibe from that dude that was in the window or were you getting something else I was gonna be vampire vibe. So was I, but he obviously isn't the same. He doesn't look like the same kind of vampire that like Cassidy is. Well, uh, what we've come to learn is that you know they still thrive. So it could be you know that they're just the first you know colonized American vampires. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so that's the. There's also like jumping around because that's gonna happen. But then we also see Jesse in the airplane. It, was that two different times? I think, yeah, that, that was another time skip. That was him leaving the house and going to uh, to Australia. Okay. Um, and then we saw God. We saw God a few times. We saw God's working with uh, Airstar from, with a grail. And then he has all the pieces on a board, so to speak, as he's mixing that that stuff around. And then the, mm-hmm. earlier in the in the beginning of the episode, we saw him when he created dinosaurs, and, <laughs> and the, was it a brontosaurus or something like that? It started eating its own poop, and he got pissed off at it. He's like, "You guys are disgusting! I'm going to kill you all!" And he just brings the asteroids down. <laughs> so I was like, "What? I mean, dogs eat their own poop now. Why isn't he destroyed? I mean, people eat their own poop. Some people do that are that have something you know wrong in their head." So, well, I, well, I, I don't know what they were trying to show us there. That I think it was his um, change of character that he's done it before, that he's not afraid to wipe anybody, anything or anybody out. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then the, what was the last thing? Oh, uh, oh what was I going to say? What was it? it? It was something, I think it was something else about, about God. I don't remember, but uh, what'd you think of how they got rid of the New Zealand guy with Airstar and told them to get inside the Oh, that's the, right. The gives them the grenade and he blows them. up. I was like, why? Why did he do that? I don't know. And then, oh, we saw we saw uh, 
Humperdinck, or at least one of the clones. Humperdinck, yeah. Humperdinck, yeah. sorry, yeah. Humperdinck. So <laughs> they're still looking for the they're still looking for the run rightful Humperdinck, I guess. But the one that can tap dance. The one that can tap dance. <laughs> wow, incredible! Anything else about the show that you wanted that I didn't bring up? Uh, no, I think you covered it all. Um, yeah, you know, I just don't, the only thing is, um, you know, the, the, I guess the right hand lady to air star. I just don't know why she has a giant hate boner for, uh, for Tulip ever since, you know, the second season. Yeah. When they met each other and they kind of became, uh, they're not, I don't know if they became friends or not, but they were frenemies. Yeah. Frenemies, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, oh yeah. We've, uh, that their, their fight scene was pretty great, and you it know, was. and then their their race car stuff, and then how Tulip gets in back into the the the, grail. the Grail's hideout or headquarters or whatever it's called. Um, we all we also got a little bit of the Saint of Killers and Arsface. Uh, I guess they're out looking for for Hitler. I thought Hitler uh, became the leader of Hell. No. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened with him or not. I thought, I thought, I don't know what's happening. So who are they looking for then? No, it, it's uh, it has to be Jesse because uh, he he used the word again, and then he's like, "Oh, I know where we're going." Consents him, and they started walking. Oh, okay. So they're just looking for Jesse. Yeah. Oh, why? Why would Arseface be looking for him? Get revenge. Oh, is that what he wants? He wants revenge on on Jesse. I don't know. <laughs> pretty awful what happened to him. So, ah, yeah, that's true. It was pretty awful. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> you excited about the rest of the season? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll have to see what else happens. Pennyworth, episode two. This show is still pretty good. They introduce this Ripper family, which I'm, you know, obviously is bringing up images of jack the ripper but mm-hmm. the characters we saw are john john ripper and jason ripper um they seem to like john ripper seems to be the head of a like mobster family gangster family in in Whitechapel. um everybody's pretty much afraid of him our our hero alfred uses essentially the bravado that he has and the confidence that he has to um get in almost the good graces of John Ripper by exposing his nephew, Jason Ripper as a weak link in his organization and also helping out the, his local pub's daughter with a creep guy that's keeps coming around and being a creep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that was pretty good. Now this also what happens with the show is that the whole jumping around in time where the show actually like what, what time period the show actually takes place. Um, with the whole execution of people, <laughs> people were being uh, hung and then disemboweled in in a in yeah. a in a open court forum. I'm pretty sure they weren't doing that in the 60s, but I don't think they were either. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe that was still happening in London in the 60s. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but hey, uh, we saw that. Uh, what's her name? Psych? Bet Psych? Betty Psych? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her character who is essentially this show's Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, I think of it that way anyway. She and has to I be. I love her character. 
Uh, I mean, she manipulated her way in, inside prison, or not into prison, but while she was in prison, she manipulated the prison guard uh, using sex. And this show, being on Epics, apparently it does, is not afraid to show sex or boobs because they're they're in a strip club at one point or that the place that Alfred is the, uh, the bouncer Alfred. for. Yeah. Um, but she's using sex to manipulate the guard. And eventually when she's like, I need some letters mailed out for me. Uh, he's like, no. And she's like, Oh, well I saved all this semen that you left in this condom. So, oh, so <laughs> I will get you in trouble if you don't. Now I, just, I was wondering why he didn't just beat her there, but he didn't. He took, he takes her letters. Her letters are one goes to Esme to scare her more. Uh, and the other one goes to her sister, who apparently also is a little bit of a nut job, and a nut job, and has some sort of political power. I take it. Does she have political power? I mean, I don't know. They were able to stage that that escape. Oh, I think she was just crazy. I think she was just really good at, at being uh, a villain. That could be it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she hides out as one of the executioners. Puts a person in her sister's place to be executed, and of course the woman, uh, uh, Bet Sykes, is supposed to be an anonymous woman, so they have a bag over her face, and uh, yeah, she gets away while some innocent person gets killed. Or we don't really know if the person's innocent, but it's not her, um, right? Uh, and the funny thing was is that Bet actually turns. You know, when she knows that this other person is going to be taking her death, she's she's kind of like, oh, no. or I mean, not oh, no, but she's kind of, I don't know if she's worried or what, but she she has a moment of remorse, I think. Yeah. Oh, maybe it could be a fake moment of remorse because she knows, well, shit, I got to lay low now because, uh, you know, the Raven Society, if I show my head, they're going to know I'm alive and then I'm there's going to be no way escaping it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we we did see more of, oh, I don't remember what the character's name is, um, but the guy who was captured, Lord Hardwood, played by Jason Fleming, uh, he is being held by the tower guard or the, t- you know, essentially the government, uh, and they're torturing him to find out who is the leader of the Raven Society, Um. He he at one point says that he is, but they know that's not true. So right. But I don't know. At the end of the first season, we or first episode, we saw that we know that the prime minister knows knows a lot because he's part of the Raven Society, isn't he? Yeah. And then I don't know if the queen is or not, but she did definitely made some reference to it. I think the queen definitely is a part of it. Yeah, when she was pinning that pin or that metal onto uh onto onto alfred alfred yeah so she's it's she's something she's definitely something yeah i mean why would she say that you know keep the secret please i mean because they don't want people outside to know that there's another shadow organization trying to usurp their government no come on there has to be more to that i mean there's definitely more to it i just don't know what it is yet all right. <laughs> what did you? I, I loved. I loved the way that like Alfred was dressed in this, like in the all black. It definitely makes me think. Oh, this is where Bruce is gonna get it from. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he was wearing that suit jacket, and he was wearing a turtleneck, you know? Yeah, the black turtleneck, and, and at one point, he, well, when he was in the in the pub, he was wearing just like a black button-up underneath his black suit jacket. Yeah, that's true. So, and then uh, he used black gloves later. Yeah, and uses the black gloves later. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just really like how this show is turning out. There's There's definitely points, though, in the show where... I can't understand what the characters are saying because their English accents or English dialects are so thick. Like, I have no idea what, what's being said. Do you have any of that issue at all? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I rewatched the pilot because uh, I missed a couple of bits of dialogue uh, when I watched it at the at the movie theater premiere. Right. Um, so I went home when it, you know, when it aired and rewatched it and actually put the closed captions on it. Um, yeah. And I'm fucking glad I did that because, <laughs> you know, I get a lot more out of it. <laughs> that helped out a lot, huh? Yeah. That's good. And maybe I'll give that a try because, yeah, there's there's parts where I'm just like, whole conversation just happened and I have no idea what what anybody said. Either they talk too low, I feel like they talk too low, or too fast. Too then. fast definitely happens to me a lot. I'm like, huh? There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of slang that I just don't know or or understand yet, so... Uh, yeah. I love that his two friends are still a part of his company. So I, I guess they are a part of his company. I'm guessing. I'm assuming so. And he definitely pays them when he gets paid. Yeah. Um, Esme, you know, we got to see her do her acting scene, and uh, I, I still have a problem with that. I like the, the the people clap at what's supposed to be the end of the scene, and I'm like, there's no way anybody who's seeing that for the first time knows that that's the end of the scene. Like, it, it the way the dialogue just stops, it does not make any sense. I I thought that was just the end of the show, and that's why everybody was applauding. I don't know if it's the... I mean, I, I feel like it's a few... It's like a few one-act shows, like, put together in one night. Like, I don't oh, think... Because okay. I know she said it was just a scene when she was talking about it in the first episode. Right. So... I don't know. Uh, other than that, I, th- I mean, this this episode was really cool. Uh, we saw that the the cop, the one Scotland Yard guy, came up to uh, Alfred and said, "Hey, someone's going to approach you," not knowing that Thomas Wayne already approached him. Um, Thomas Wayne uh, did approach him with an offer, and and Alfred turned it down. So he said there's going to be some shady person that would also like approach him. So maybe that's what's going to happen next. I I mean I can I can already confirm more than I. Uh, oh, that's I right. Mean, You've watched ahead, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Okay. Well, fair enough. We'll I'll, I'll have to see when I when I get to that episode. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Um. I just uh, I really hope uh, it's not just a limited series. I hope that it gets renewed for another season. Yeah, I hope so too. I think I think this is a really good show, and I hope people are, are will watch it or are are watching it or will watch it. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. If uh, you want to talk about, you want to talk to us about any of these shows or any of the stories we talked about today, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Daniel on Twitter at Super Commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network on our website GeekEliteMedia.com. Then uh, make sure to come back next week when we're going to talk about more Pennyworth, more Preacher, and Krypton probably. So that will be coming to an end. 
But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Wow. This concludes our broadcast. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies <laughs> <laughs>